Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we break down the hockey news' rookie issue. Got three pretty rookies right there on the cover. And despite being down, the Detroit Red Wings' eyes are on the playoffs. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty, of course, over at Locked On Tigers, where he is also a host. Said he had a, a good episode today, Scotty. I had a great tease. day. Give us a little tease. I had a great day all I'm around, glad, man. Um, yeah, over at uh, over at Tigers, um, Pakota, for those who are on. I don't, I don't know. We've talked about this before off air, but I don't know how much like diehard hockey and diehard baseball uh, mesh like fandom meshes. I think I'm pretty unique in that no, regard. I'm a, big, I, I'm a big Tigers fan too. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. Maybe, maybe it's more than I, I give it credit for, but Pakota rankings, uh, for those who don't know, baseball prospectus does a very cool thing where they, uh, they, they have an algorithm and, and a projections database. Uh, they run a ton of simulations on a ton of players and stuff and give you, their predictions for what their stat line is going to be for the upcoming season. They do it every off season. They do team. (laughs) They do (laughs) uh, team win loss record as well. Um, But they did their individual players for everybody in the league. So we got to do a a whole breakdown of my opinion of every single player over the next two days, we're going to cover everybody. So, yeah. And then over at the Detroit news, uh, I'm dropping a, a hot, hot, hot piece on um on a on a very cool story uh there is a the first female hockey player playing for the boys team for Livonia Stevenson High School and her impact not only on the team uh but on like the entire community and she's going to play division 1 hockey and stuff so that that uh that that got wrapped up today as well so very very, very big day for the boy Making waves. Love it. Scotty Bentley. <laughs> He's a writer. If you didn't know, if you don't know, now you know. Biggie told me that. <laughs> well, thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Scotty, today's episode, uh, we're going to primarily be talking about this edition of the Hockey News. Where uh, Look at that cover. Morris Sider. What Alex, a beauty. Alex yeah, Alcovich cut off the bottom. Raymond. Yeah, don't show yeah, the very bottom. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't need people to see that. It's nonsense. Yeah. The disrespect. They, they already, you know what I mean? Like the fan bases already are clashing. And then they go out and they call Zegris the magic man. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, like that'll go over well on a Red Wings cover. Cover Covering my, my address a little bit here. Um, Yeah, you can see it right at the bottom. Where it says you absolutely cannot. Oh, now you can a little bit. Okay, Trevor Zegers, Magic Man, uh, absolutely blasphemous. Your way to do that. I'm not that smart. <laughs> all right, same man. Same. <laughs> Listen, um, but yeah, so it's the rookie edition of the Hockey News, and Matt Larkin of the Hockey News, ironically or coincidentally, last name Larkin, uh, wrote on the Red Wings rookies. And it was a really good piece. There, you know, there wasn't a lot in here that we as Red Wings fans didn't already know, but there were some small nuggets that it was worth talking about. One 
it's just absolute hype having like look, taking flight. Look at that like, picture, just, man. Yeah, look at that. So so hard. Just this is just absolute hype to the hypest degree. I don't know how to say that. It's hype to the hypest degree, baby. Um, but that's yeah, that's not getting clipped. That's not getting clipped. No, not at all. Um, but first and foremost, regarding you know Moritz Sider and the things they they spoke about with him, is they mentioned that he is far more mature than a guy any player at his age is. And that's what makes really helps him stand out. And it's something we've kind of we've noticed. You know, he he clearly has fun out there, and he kind of jokes around, is a little bit of a dork sometimes, and enjoys it. But he comes off as very mature and is just enjoying the game as much as he can. And he he in their quotes in the article, that's something that they brought up, is that he's playing the game to have fun and he's focusing on playing his game, which sounds very generic in terms of like the quotability, like what hockey players say. But they said that he is far more coachable than most players at his age, seeing the amount of success that he is seeing. That any type of criticism you have, you can tell him and he'll work to improve it and incorporate it in his game. And that's what makes him a step above all other, you know, rookies right now this season. And by far and away, probably is the best rookie in this rookie class. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's, it first, like, I can't get over the cover, man. It's just so it's so cold. Oh my goodness, so cold. But but yeah, no, it's it's nice to to hey, like you said, there's some cool and we'll go over all of them, but there's some cool uh little tidbits in there that I'm not sure everybody knows about and that were even I mean when we went over it was even uh new, news to us at at for some of them, but that we talk about all the things on the ice that make most cider so incredible. So being able to have that and and to see you know, the, the, the other side of it, and maybe some of the stuff off the ice that makes him or mentally that makes him so special is so cool. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, he, and we, we talk about Morris cider so much on this program and deservedly. So, and this, this article is written before that, you know, the, the second poll came out saying Zegers was number one. But this this article specifically goes in and says like the Red Wings could sweep the Calder finalists this year. Like it is in in the possibility. And they even mentioned like Alexander Alexander Nedeljkovic probably is going a little bit under the radar to a lot of uh, a lot of the you know pundits because of the fact that one he was a fi- finalist last season, but because he's not performing you know on the on surface level statistic wise. And we'll get into this when we talk about Alexander Nedeljkovic. But surface level statistic wise, he's not having as great of a season as he was last year, where he posted like a crazy nine thirty save percentage. But when you dig deeper, you find out like a lot of the reason why is because of the team he's playing on, and the advanced metrics say that he's doing better work on a worse team than he was with the Carolina Hurricanes. And there's just the idea that, and again, in the end, it comes down to these these individual awards don't really mean much in the long term of the team's success but it's a nice it's it's just such a nice starting point knowing that you have three guys who nationally are being talked about and considered especially more Sider and Lucas Raymond to this point talked about and considered to be rookie of the year at the same time is just insane and the fact that they're getting this much attention in a magazine I mean, look at that. So cold. This is this is a publication 
that is so highly regarded and the Red Wings are getting the cover of it. And it's just felt like it's been so long since that's happened. It, I mean, it has been <laughs> like, this is, this is the, this is the, the result of a lot of bad years of hockey, man. Like a lot of bad years of hockey. And, and that, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice to, it's nice to win one every once in a while. As, uh, as, as they say on, on that popular TV show, it's nice <laughs> to win one every once in a while. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's very cool though, for real. I mean, just, the with all these teams in this city, if you're a Detroit sports fan, we we've been through the ringer the last five, six years. And finally the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess is kind of what it signifies, you know, and having that, that is, is very, very cool. Well, another thing that they said too is why Cider fell as far as he did in the draft and not fell. I'm sorry. It was uh, expected to go later rather was because he played for the German league and a lot of scouts considered the German league men's league. They considered DEL like not like that serious of a league. And so more cider playing in the DEL while dominating, they looked at him as like, okay, well he's playing really good, but he's playing in a worse league. It's not like it's the SHL. And so he got overlooked by a lot of scouts. Well, <laughs> doesn't that sound very classic Red Wings? Like that was a classic Red Wings move from like 20 years ago where they see a guy that people are not looking that closely at and go, this is our guy. This is our guy. Sounds like the actual magic man. Yeah, and the quote here is, but the new Eisenman regime saw something in Cider anyway, and not just because he'd won DEL Rookie of the Year in 1819. They identified a caliber of two-way hockey sense that's tough to teach. The Red Wings had a history of hitting home runs in the draft when going off the board, having selected seven-time Norris Trophy winner Nick Lidstrom, 53rd overall in 1989, a pick they settled on because of his preternatural, preternatural, Hockey sense, um, they they yeah, they're literally comparing cider to Nick Lidstrom in this, just because of his hockey sense and the fact that he got overlooked. Like that is an insane comparison, and now, their games are a little bit different. But just to know that the Red Wings doing their due diligence like that, and that he got overlooked because he was a German player player playing for a German league. Like, do your due diligence, and the Red Wings have always done a great job at that. They have historically always. I mean, we talk we talk about the Zetterbergs, we talk about the Dodsuks, talk about the Lidstroms. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 always. And uh, even though this one, I guess, to a lesser extent, maybe than those, because like Mo was still projected to be a first round pick. We just took him what twenty picks before yeah. he was expected to go. Um, you know, may, maybe not like a like a seventh round find or anything like that, but still. Uh, an, an unbelievable I, – I, I trust this front office so blindly. <laughs> like like they can do – I literally just talked about this on Tigers, actually, before we hopped on. In, in the whole city, there's there's two groups of people in the sports city that, that, I talk, that I completely trust blind, and that is the Red Wings front office and the Tigers managerial staff. Mm. That's th – those are the two. And and that's one of a laundry list of reasons why is is the acquisition and the drafting of Maurice Sider. You should also trust Built Bar if you're looking to get fit this uh, new year. 
this time of year, we've pretty much all given up on our New Year's resolutions, but not this year. You're going to stick to this resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It's almost It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because they actually taste so good. Have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite with incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Uh, mint. They have so many new flavors to choose from. Constantly coming out with new ones. Right, flavors right now include mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off pretty much every single time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, Scotty, when you move on to the other rookies that they mentioned in this uh, article, and here's, I think this might be one of my favorite tidbits. So when talking about Lucas Raymond, one thing they mentioned, of course, and obviously, was the disappointment that Steve Eiserman had in the fact that they had like a almost near historically bad season and then didn't get the top three pick. Fell to four. But they go, and they said that Steve Eiserman was like a big proponent as, as to why it got changed because he voiced his displeasure. Like, first of all, like, I don't know how serious to take that quote. Like, maybe it was, it, it doesn't quite uh, generate the severity, but the fact that it's like, Eisman voiced his displeasure and the drafted lottery got changed. It's like, how much respect does this man have in the league that he can be like, I don't like how this happened. And then like a month later, the draft lottery is changed. Like, so the lottery for the top two. We'll take it. Well, it happened later after we got screwed. No, no. I just mean, we'll take having that voice on our team, but we'll take that. They immediately follow that up. Matt Larkin immediately follows that up. Go with, but the Red Wings weren't really all that upset because they knew Lucas Raymond was going to be amazing. And he has been. And part of that, and something we have talked about day in and day out here on the podcast, is his hockey IQ. That is what sets him apart, is the, his ability to read plays and get in a position and see, the, see ha- things happen before they happen. Know what's going to happen. All that intangible stuff. Intangible? Untangible? Intangible. Intangible thing. All those I'm intangible things. He's a writer that you can't teach someone. And a big part of that, and they talk about in this article, is something, one of those little tidbits that you don't get by just, you know, watching the games or just, you know, interviewing post game press conference is the fact that he studied. He literally studied his favorite players. He didn't just watch his favorite players growing up, he literally studied them. He studied Alex Ovechkin, he studied Sidney Crosby, and he studied. Uh, Patrick Kane. He would look at how they read plays, look at how they would react, and he would implement that into his game in real life. And so the fact that Lucas Raymond is trying to combine the as- his favorite aspects of his favorite players into his game, as and that is why he's been so elite, one makes sense. Because if you watch him, like there are little little moments where you're like, I can see where that is. He loves to take one-timers from the left circle. And I like, I don't, I'm not familiar. Sounds familiar. I'm not trying to like pick apart every aspect of his game. Be like, that's Crosby. That's Kane. That's Ovechkin. No, for sure. But you can see the inspirations. And 
it just leans into how, well, one, how smart he is as a player, but also how talented he is. Because again, well, it is one thing to study and like try and implement it. It's another thing to have the skill set and the awareness awareness to actually be able to implement them at all. Yeah, and and that's so unique. Like the, the, there's there's such a difference between you know, oh, I, I idolize this player. I used to watch him every night and 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 studying. You know what I mean? Like those are those are two very different things. And going through and, and, and taking the time to, to study the ins and outs of, of a player's game and, and make it a, a, a mental note to implement those things into your own game next time you're on the ice is crazy mature. And, and honestly, just an insane thing for like a kid to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like at 14, he's like breaking down Ovi and he's like, all right. Let's see if I can do this tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that's, I mean, that's, uh, oh, I love Razor, man. No, he's been so incredibly good. And and they talk about so much, so much of the article, his portion of the articles about how smart he is and, and how that plays into his ability to play. And another thing too, like they, they quote Sean Horkoff here and like during the COVID-19 season, like what they were working on him with. So like Nick Cronall went to Sweden to like train him and show him tape so that he could learn. And it's like, so Hort, it says Horcroft describes Raymond as a driven player who takes criticism. Well, wants to be great and loves to go over video and break down his own play. Horcroft has been impressed with the improvement to Raymond skating over the past year. And Raymond wants to mold himself into more of a goal scoring threat. Something that quoting him here, something that I've worked on for a long time and will probably work for a very long time to come is my shot like that's the one thing that he really wants to get going i'm trying to find the part here too where it talks exactly about here we go as horkoff explains the development staff worked a lot with raymond in video training sessions last season due to covid19 limitations the former red wings defenseman turned special assistant to the general manager nicholas cronwell worked diligently with him in sweden they literally sent nick cronwell to sweden Croner go over tape with Lucas Raymond to help not just grow his game on the ice, which of course he was going to work through all the pandemic, but grow his mind because they knew that was one of his strengths. They're like, here's tape of NHL level hockey study. it. So when you, when you take all of these factors into account, Scotty, it's really not that much of a surprise when he comes out in the preseason and tears it up. He had not just been preparing physically, but he'd been preparing mentally all it's- throughout the pandemic. That's so impressive, man. Like that's so good. That's so impressive. He, oh my goodness. Like the, these are the kind of pieces that, that really just rile you up, man. They just get you going and you're like, you know what? I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. I, I, I'm so pumped for the future of this team dog. Like I, and, and I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Yeah. The Nadelkovich stuff is just as good too. And they talk about, the fact that, you know, it literally starts off with poor Alex Nadelkovich. You said it, didn't you? Like, they talk about how the fact that he got traded from a borderline Stanley Cup contender in the Carolina Hurricanes after a phenomenal rookie season, rookie debut, after struggling in the minors and the juniors for a long time, how a lot of people assumed he'd feel like he was betrayed, but he was excited by the opportunity to come to Detroit. One, his wife goes to Michigan State. And it states that in, in the articles. Now he can live with his actual wife. 
Um, but like he has a lot of roots here. He actually played a season with Dylan Larkin in the minors, and that was like, oh, like holy cow, like Dylan Larkin's so young, we forget about that. That the rookie goaltender is the same age as so the captain wild. who's a six-year veteran. So wild. But I think the the two things, especially with Alex Nadalkovich that stood out in these articles, and you guys, I, I'm, I'm really, like, I'm not doing a great job breaking down this article. You really need to read this article because it's really good. I'm just pointing out the things that stood out to me. Um, if you guys don't have a hockey news subscription yet, you need to get one. Cause this is a, this article is a, a banger, but they talk about his, uh, his expected goals against average. And it, the quote here is the nine twelve save percentage didn't tell the whole story. That's referring to this year after his phenomenal nine thirty save percentage last year, last year, um, among 51 net miners who logged 500 or more minutes at five on five, he sat in the top 20 of the league in goals saved above average per 60, even though he faced the ninth most shots and sixth most high, sixth most high danger shots per 60. He, his expected goals against per, per 60, a stat that approximates the difficulty of his workload, placed him in the league 75th percentile. Last season on a stingy Canes team, it was in the 34th percentile. He had significantly less help than ever in Carolina and has been keeping the wings in more games than not regardless. So while his save percentage has dipped, a lot of that has to do well, it kind of kind of uh, beats around the bush of putting the blame on the Red Wings defense in the end there. But it's true. I mean, we know the Hurricanes were a much more well-rounded team and on a much, a much uh, poorer team defensively. He has been putting up still phenomenal starting numbers that his expected goals against average or goals uh, saved against average. Uh, above expected or whatever it is. It's, a, it's like five. You were close letters. at one point. Um, he's still in the 75th percentile. Like he's playing out of his mind on a much worse team. It's, it's just dude's been so good. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes, man, for real. And, and like, we know that he's kept us in so many games. I mean, anybody who's watched knows, you know what I mean? And, and I think again, man, like, like you, you talk about the, the goalie situation. We talked about it a lot at the beginning of the year. The goalie situation for the future of the Red Wings organization went from one of the more bleak futures in all of hockey to one of the best goalie situations going forward, like future goalie situations in the entire NHL with, with Ned being the forefront of that and then Kosa coming up now as well. Like that's... I'm I'm so excited for the future, baby. Dude. So excited. <sighs> if you want to talk future, Scotty, you got to go to betonline.net. Wow, that's an old timer. Football that was be... good. <laughs> Thank you. That was good. Football. <laughs> You're so excited about that. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. I also have to talk to you guys today about Rock Auto. It's been a while since we've had two back-to-back like this. Uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts star- store to stock all the parts you need. 
Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts you need on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money by using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving and do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked down in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts all your, the car, parts will your ever need. car will ever need. Ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Scotty. Again, I just want to I, I want to point out how great this article was. Like, seriously. Fantastic. Fantastic. Go, man, article. go pick yourself up a copy just to, <laughs> to be able to hang that that cover somewhere in your crib, man. Well, and we also so we're we're gonna we're gonna move on from this 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 magazine it's the rookie edition we didn't talk about they cover other teams too like tanner Janot of the nashville predators and they do talk about trevor zegras of the anaheim ducks and i do plan on getting to those articles eventually um but they're just such a, i don't uh, just talk i mean i do want to read up on anton lundell and trevor zegras and see how they're doing with their team maybe lundell like but it's just a great issue i'm not like, reading honestly. about something that says trevor zegras magic man on it i refuse uh, Anton Lundell, Barkov 2.0, and Tanner Janot never give up. Yeah, I'm good with those. I'll read those. <laughs> I'm so serious. Hey, man. All you. Um, the last thing we want to talk about is the tenacity of these Detroit Red Wings. Despite the fact that they're a good seven, eight points out of a playoff spot and the Bruins have three games in hand, um, they are not giving up. Moritz Sider came out and said, and you mentioned it on yesterday's episode, that the locker room's mindset is about catching Boston. They believe they, they can do it, and they're trying to do it. And it, it honestly feels, when compared to like previous years, I truly believe it when a player says that. You know, you hear a lot of things out of players, and it just sounds like they're saying words to the media that they're supposed to say. Because hockey players, above, more so than a lot of other leagues, are very generic in their responses. But for some reason, when a 20-year-old Moritz Sider, who feels like a very genuine person, says, like, we're trying to catch Boston, I believe it. And then Dylan Larkin, in the post-game press conference against Minnesota yesterday, is in the, lo- uh, in the locker room talking about, I'm really disappointed that we lost this one. I felt it was a really, a really a game that we should have won, and we know that every point counts right now because we have a tough stretch ahead of us. I'm paraphrasing that, but it's the fact that the captain, the rookies – Everyone is on the same page of catching the Boston Bruins. It almost makes you think that, like, the thing we should be focusing on with these quotes above all else is the culture in the locker room. The fact that when you compare the culture in the locker room right now compared to where it was last year and the year before, it has been a continued improvement every single season. This season, this team has 100% 100% fighting them. They've had really bad games where they've had, like, they look like they've laid an egg, but every team does that. This season, above all else in recent seasons, I would argue since Dylan Larkin became, you know, first made his debut as a Red Wing, this team has more heart than any of those teams he's played on so far. And I think this is the culture that Steve Eiserman has and wants to develop. The rookies want to win. 
The veterans, veterans are on a win. Everyone wants to win. Wants to win the baby. captain wants to win. That so, despite maybe if they're not completely there yet, this is the culture that this team needs. This is the culture that this team has to have going forward. So while that roster is still coming together, and in the next few years it's going to be completed, hell yes, hell yes. Talent is is the point of going into and out of a rebuild, right? To gain a lot of young talent, you trade all your old players away. You suck for a couple of years to get a high draft pick. You trade anybody you can away for young prospects or future draft picks. The whole point is to get young talent. But there is a and, – and again, going to baseball as I always do, the, the cultural shift when we brought in A.J. Hinch yes. is, is so unbelievably important. Those comparisons continue. To, right. To a rebuilding team that, that's coming out of a rebuild. You – Especially when all the veterans on your team currently, all they've done is lose. All they've done is suck. And the young kids haven't been here long enough to, to, to do anything. So when when all of your, your the talent that's been here for years has only lost, it is vital. You have to teach people how to win. So F a draft pick. Teach the kids how to win hockey games. That's the priority. That should be the priority for where we're at in the rebuild. That is significantly more valuable than going up to the 11th pick in the draft versus the 14th. 100% agree. That, that in the end, is the main takeaway from these quotes, that this team has a winning mindset. A winning mindset. Something this team has not had in years. I... We talk about it. We've probably said it like four times this episode just because we were talking about the rookies, but this team's in a great spot, man. It, I cannot talk about talk enough about how exciting this team's going to be in a year or two. It's already exciting, but with, as this team continues to improve, man, it's going to be game-changing. Game-changer. Game-changer. Um, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Revenues your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Uh, they're free and available on all platforms. Scotty, any final thoughts? Nine gods of Super Bowl champ. We ball. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. We're going to be previewing the Locked on uh, previewing with the Locked On New York Rangers, a crossover special for you guys. Uh, so, hope you guys are excited for that. Same time, same place, your team, every day. Every day.